I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live at Altspace every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today. We are very excited to have the co-founder of Big Rock Creative with us. VRCVR is a major force behind bringing Burning Man into virtual reality and is an official part of the Burning Man multiverse. Big Rock's mission is to foster a diverse community who build immersive and inclusive social experiences that elevate artists and delight participants. In the spirit of Burning Man's principles, we will be gifting the audience with an NFT to commemorate this wonderful event. If you would like that NVT, uh, NFT, then message your username to Virtuosity VR, who's flying way up there in the sky. And uh, by the end of the interview, we will randomly choose someone uh, to have that NFT for all time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been enjoying Burning Man 2021, and if you love all that BRCVR is doing for virtual reality, then give an amazing emoji welcome for the one and only Athena Demos. Athena. Hello. Look. So good to see everyone here today. I love all the emojis. Love the emojis. Everyone's looking great. It's good to see, you know, City Girl out here and now and Mikey loves VR, Red Mac, Lindsay, a whole lot of people, a whole lot of love uh, for Athena here and for what you're doing. So, you know, we know that you are in the heart of the burn right now. We are right in the thick of it and we know you have a million to be in in a million dimensions to be traveling through. So we're glad you were able to stop here uh, to help to visit us and to impart some of your Athena wisdom to us. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. I am honored to participate in Simulation Nation. You have brought some amazing thought leaders onto this stage, and I am honored to grace it as well. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. No. Absolutely. We are we are honored to have you. So. Uh, that's uh, awesome all around. And actually, we do, if everyone uh, wants to see uh, the other uh, co-founder of BRCVR, whose Doug is here as well, we uh, covered him a couple episodes ago. So if you want to get the full origin story of BRCVR, uh, that's where uh, to go. Go check out that on either Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts or YouTube, and uh, we'll get that full story. Because we've got a lot to talk about with Athena today. There's so much, uh, so much happening. So I'm wondering, just you know, I, you know, I host a little mini itty bitty event here. You're posting this mega monster event. How does it feel? Are you still stressed out? Are you relieved yet that it's going off very well? How do you feel? I definitely still stressed out. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot left to do. We're constantly rolling stuff, rolling new stuff out. I don't know if you've noticed, but the playa's got a new look today. Yeah. Uh, we uh, launched a new main playa, main virtual playa. So go there, fly around, check out the whole city is there. So it's not just like a section of it like we had last year. The whole thing, so go explore it. There's 150, probably more than that, but that I know of portals all over the place. So fly around, look at the art. We have this fun game at Burning Man we call Squirrel where you go on a wander with your friends and you walk out onto the playa and somebody notices something and they're like, oh, that's cool. And everybody goes, squirrel, and you head towards that thing. <laughs> you go into that portal and you go on an adventure. So 
definitely explore the main playa. Go really deep all the way to the trash fence because there's stuff as far as you can go. Well, yeah, there's this, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, but I feel like uh, last year was incredibly I- impressive and this year is just like completely mind blowing. So we'll get into that. But uh, but first, um, we got other things to cover here. So basically, uh, you know, if you guys have any comments or questions, we're probably going to save them uh, towards the end, but use the race hand option and we'll try to take those in the end. And of course, don't forget to uh, message Futurosity VR for the NFT. Uh, but let's uh, let's go into... Um, Let's go into the origin story of uh, of yourself. We, we we talked about how we already covered PRCVR's origin story, but I don't think I'm alone in saying that I'd like the origin story of this wonderful Greek goddess we have before us. Uh, so if you would be kind to us to give us some of your insight in, into how Athena came to be, maybe you could start with how you got involved with Burning Man and then maybe uh, how you got involved in virtual reality. Of course. Uh, so my first year going to Burning Man was 1999. It was, uh, to say the very least, life-changing. On my very first five m- minutes on the playa, I was swooped up by a Viking ship full of gold gods and goddesses uh, screaming, raise the man, raise the man. And what they were, and I literally just parked the car. Um, what they were doing was collecting people to go out to the man and raise him. He was lying down and um, and with ropes, we pulled him upright. And it took a couple hours to actually pull this huge, I don't know, 50, 60 foot man up. And it was like, you know, Egyptian slave labor style. And that was my first time being in that communal effort of participation where everyone was included everyone had a job i'm uh I, i'm skinny in vr i'm actually super petite in uh, uh the physical meat space i don't like saying irl because as far as i'm concerned this is this real is, life this is real life it yep. registers in my brain as real life so i call the physical thing the physical meat space and then this is the digital virtual space so in the in the in the you know, physical space, I'm tiny. And I was on this rope and I was ready to like pull it. And this big, huge burly guy comes over and taps me on the shoulder. And he's like, I don't think so. (laughs) And took the rope from me. And I felt really despondent. Like I really wanted to help. And that's when I learned there's room for everyone to participate, but there is a way that everyone can help and you can be in service of the art. And that began my my lifelong uh, obsession with being in service of the art that is created in the Burning Man community. Uh, I became uh, what they call on the playa uh, a fluffer, which is someone who brings food and water and sunblock to the people that are working very hard. Nobody could take their hands off the ropes. So I had to wipe brows and I had to make sure people had water. And this was hours of like working to raise this man upright. And then once we raised him and we got him in place, I realized, oh my God, that was so fulfilling. I want to do more. So I found an art project that was being built and I helped out and I found a camp that needed help setting up. And there was like one lone person trying to set up their tent all by themselves. And I went in and I helped them do that. It actually took me four days to find my camp again, 
because uh, I got picked up like the minute we parked. So that was the best four days of my Burning Man experience because I met so many people and I got involved in so many ways. That was the beginning of my involvement with Burning Man, but just kept going. So uh, I, I was in Los Angeles and I started getting involved and in meeting people in the LA community. And in uh, 2002, I was uh, invited by some friends of mine to join them in a conversation about starting an event in Los Angeles called the LA Burning Man Decompression Festival. And that is a one day extravaganza of all things Burning Man. Oh, oh I don't have Amplify on Yes. Now I do. <laughs> I was, I was, thank oh. you, dear. I was waiting for a pause where I could tell you to amplify your voice. But you, I was like, wait, I, don't, I looked over and I saw my microphone with an amplifier. Thank you, Dara. Sorry about that. <laughs> now, but I'm a loud person, so everybody probably heard me anyway. So it was, we did this, um, we did this event in downtown LA. We just took one city block. A friend of mine owned a bar. His name was Mark Bava, and he had this bar called the Blue Bongo. So we had his bar and parking lot in the street, and we just cordoned it off and we set it up with art. And it was a way for burners who were coming back from Burning Man to have another way of connecting with the community. Because Burning Man is utopia. Back Rock City truly is a utopian way of being and then you come back and there's advertising and propaganda and all sorts of things like coming at you and all sorts of judgments and ways in which you're you're not okay that's what propaganda is it's it's uh advertising is saying there's something wrong with you and therefore you need to buy this thing and at burning man we decommodify we take away the sponsorships. We take away that propaganda and that advertising. And it gives you the freedom to be radically self-expressive. And then all of a sudden, you spend an entire week with all these people that don't judge you. You can be how you want to be. You can express yourself fully. You can step outside those boundaries and boxes we put ourselves in in the uh, default world. and. And then you have to go back. And it's hard. We started the LA Decompression Festival to give us that little taste of Burning Man in our, in our own uh, communities. And they're all over the world. There's decompression, there's regional events, there's little campouts. There are Burning Man events that happen in, I don't know, uh, 30 countries. 44 states in the United States. I, that number could be wrong. I think we have like 300 regional contacts, which are like ambassadors to Burning Man all over the world. Now you're all here in VR. <laughs> so I spent 15 years producing LADCOM. And then I retired my leadership duties in 2017. And I decided to give myself a break and go explore the world. Uh, and I spent two years just wandering around South America. And then COVID hit, and um, I was actually in Panama at the Tribal Gathering, which was a festival going on in Panama at the time. You might have seen the uh, Vice documentary that was done about the Tribal Gathering that I'm in. Hmm. Um, and so I narrowly escaped Panama, and I went to Mexico, and I was there. And then next thing I know, I'm producing VR. <laughs> And it's a piece of playa magic, as we like to say. 
And that's my Burning Man history. Wow. So, so that's really interesting. So actually, like, Burning Man in the pandemic drew you into virtual reality, and then it was just sort of extension of your way to experience Burning Man when you couldn't. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, I just basically got pulled right back in. I, I, I actually pulled back in sort of kicking and screaming. <laughs> really, I, at the very beginning, those first few months, when I finally got a headset, I was like, I don't know about this. Mm. I don't know about plugging this thing onto my face. Mm. I don't know about spending this much time in a box. I want to be out in nature. I want to enjoy the ocean. I want to see trees. And then, I don't know, like, you guys are some of the most creative people I have ever met. And that's saying a lot because I have met some seriously creative people. What is being created in here is mind blowing. <laughs> and I am in awe. And it's just a bunch of magicians who just and then it happens. So I'm sold. I love it in here, but it's all about balance. I have a saying an hour in, an hour out. If you spend five hours in your headset, spend five hours connecting with nature. You need to choose to go outside. It's magnificent in here. You could spend hours in here. Opt outside. Give yourself balance. It's wonderful inside. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only, I'm sure, going to be as the graphics get better and as, as it becomes more realistic, it's going to become more and more, uh, yeah. you know, uh, dangerous to just draw into the metaverse and escape into there forever. But um, yeah, no, it totally. It is dangerous. I actually got a, I've never seen this before. Um, yesterday, because I was working so much in my headset, I probably had my headset on and constantly going for like 10 hours. And all of a sudden, I got this warning. This room has few guests re-enter the event with more people. I think we'll stay no. here. I think we'll stay here. <laughs> um, stay here. I think I'll stay yeah. here. Uh, I got a warning that came up that said that I had spent too many hours in my headset, and it was highly recommended that I take off my headset and put it down. Wow. Crazy. I've never seen I've that I've never seen before. that either. That, that must, I guess that's Facebook mm -hmm. doing that or something. That's, that's kind of crazy. I have an Oculus. Yeah, I think it's right. Oculus. I think it was at the Oculus right. level. Amazing. Interesting. Um, well, so that's really interesting how you got in here. So I guess, uh, how did, um, I've, I always curious to ask this. We asked this in Nira for Nira's episode, and I, I've always tried to ask it since. How did you come up with the name Athena? Uh, obviously, she's the goddess of wisdom, so that's uh, clear. And then Demos as well, or is it Demos? Uh, how did you come up with your name for your avatar? Um, so my avatar is actually Aunt Athena, but Athena Demos is also a made-up name. Uh, back in the early 90s, 92, 91, 92, uh, I was working at a club and all the girls at the club had stage names. So my manager was like, you can't dance by your, your real name. You have to use a stage name. And he said, you look just like my sister. So why don't I just call you Athena? And I was like, yes. I'll take that name any day. She's like the best of all the goddesses. She's amazing. And um, and then Demos is a shortened version of his last name because mm. he was Greek. And so, you know, it just sort of worked well together. But I didn't take on the last name until I started acting. And mm. when I started acting, my agent at the time, and this was in Houston, she said, you know, I, I, I you know, your name is kind of plain. 
oh, you have a better name. And I said, well, all my friends call me Athena. And she goes, Athena is great. It doesn't work with your last name. And so I immediately just picked my age, my, my manager's name. And, uh, and then that became my DBA. And in the mid nineties, when I moved out to LA, I legally changed my name and I've been Athena Demos ever since. Uh, I've actually been Athena Demos now longer than I have been my birth name. Oh, wow. Interesting. And even my mother calls me Athena. Um, my siblings do my older brother still doesn't, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and everybody that I know pretty much knows me as Athena. Right. Well, you were ahead of the curve because obviously everyone now is going synonymous and we all have our, our new fancy names. Like now someone's called city girl and, uh, you know, Nira and Neembles and everyone's got fancy names. You had it, you were even a trailblazer back then. You didn't know everyone would have a (laughs) way before, but at Burning Man, we all have playa names. We all have nicknames. We're all given something. And you can't give yourself your playa name. It's given to you. Normally, something happens. There's a story behind it. I've been given like three or four different playa names over the years, but none of them have stuck because I'm Athena. And I've always, you know, I'm I'm Athena. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, you're you're already dropping some wisdom bombs on us. So you're living up to the name. Uh, So (laughs) thank you for that. Yes. Cool. So, okay. So, uh, now let's, let's move on to the project because there's, it's so, so huge and so much to talk about. Um, I think you've pretty much described a little bit for those of there, the one or two in the metaverse who haven't heard of what Burning Man is. Um, did you want to give just a, a one sentence or two sentence explanation of what Burning Man is all about? <laughs> is that possible? A one or two sentence explanation of what Burning Man is all about. So there is Black Rock City, which is the Burning Man event. And that happens in the upper Nevada desert where 80,000 people get together and uh, live uh, in total peace and harmony. And everyone gets along, maybe not all the time, uh, but for the most part. And we honor a set of principles, uh, the 10 principles, which tomorrow at my God, is it really tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow, Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I will be giving a talk in BRCBR at our Philosophical Center about the principles of Burning Man. So if you're curious, uh, come to that event tomorrow. Um, but Burning Man started out as an event, and then it became a community, and then it became a culture, an entire subculture. Marion Dell, the CEO of Burning Man, she said this year, you can't cancel Burning Man. You can only cancel Black Rock City. And that's very true. Burning Man is in here. Burning Man is in here. It's a virus of the mind. It's how we identify <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. I was like, in here. Wait a minute. I got to do the heart. It's, it's in here. <laughs> it's how we identify ourselves. We're burners and we're connected through that fabric of knowing who you are because I know who I am. And there's an understanding that happens that. That understanding, connection between people and community, that's Burning Man. That's great. And I'm glad you went over two sentences. That was very poetic and very beautiful. So we, we know that, um, yeah, we know that BRCVR does more than Burning Man, but we're here in Burning Man at the time of Burning Man. The man hasn't burned yet. So we're going to 
stick to that topic. And again, if you guys want to hear more about all the amazing things BRC or VR is doing, go check out the Doug episode. Um, so I had this next picture here. I just thought this was completely insane. So I was sort of saying to you, I, I went last year and I was <laughs> blown away by the complexity and the size of everything. And this year, it, it completely eclipses that. And it's like really mind bending. Yes. So this picture I have up here, which if you Everyone's listening to the podcast. You can go to the Simulation Nation on Instagram and I'll have these posted. This is one day's worth of events. Not even. This is a couple hours worth of events on the Wednesday. Yeah. So let's just yeah. let's just talk a second for uh, about like how how does how did did it build on the previous year? How much bigger is it this year? And what's that been like? It's it's definitely doubled. Yeah. Yeah. Last year we had about fifteen hundred hours of programming, and this year we have like 3,300 hours of programming. Wow. So it's more than doubled. There's more events. There's more worlds. There's more, more of everything. But fun fact, the event Burning Man up in the upper Nevada desert doubled in population almost every year. There was a, about a four-year period of time where it went up a little bit. You know, it went from like... 24,000 to 26,000 to 27,000. And then it was like 50,000. Mm. So it, it's always done that. And I am not surprised that it's happening here in VR. And in fact, I'm actually surprised it is not happening even more mm. because of the accessibility of VR. That you can on your computer, you can don a headset. Um, and from wherever you have an internet signal, you can come in and be part of the community. Whereas if you want to go to out to any of the events, you have to fly somewhere, you have to get a visa, you have to buy a whole bunch of stuff. Oh my God, the carbon footprint of those events. Um, it's, uh, uh, um, I'm being told we're not on air. Not on air. Hmm. Here we go. Now we're on air. We need to go on air. Oh, interesting. Okay. I guess that's so that both worlds, both rooms can hear us or something like that. Both instances can hear us. Yeah. It's also brand new guys. So bear with us. <laughs> it's always something new happening. <laughs> always something new. So the, um, oh, I forget where I was. That happens. Um, you were talking about the, the carbon, the, the carbon footprint of actually oh, going to the real burning man. Of, of like 80,000 people. And the effort that it takes to get all those people and all the art and everything that they need to survive in the desert together for that one week, which actually is really two months because uh, of all the building and everything, and then the tearing down and the leave no trace, leaving no trace, action. Um, the accessibility of being in VR allows more people who could never make it to the desert. Some people, they can't get a visa to come into the United States. It's actually complicated to get into the United States. People in the United States, we take it for, we take it for granted that it's easy for us to travel to another country. Our passport is accepted almost everywhere, but it's not true in the other direction. And, um, uh, and then once you get here, you have to get a car and drive all the way out to a really remote location. And you have to have everything you need to survive. And it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. And the ticket to Burning Man is super expensive. Yeah. So that's just the ticket. Yeah. 
Never, never mind everything else. I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not poo-pooing the event because it's magnificent. And if you get an opportunity to go, you should go at least once in your life. This is real. And this is an opportunity for a larger global community to come together and participate in a communal effort, be radically included and radically express themselves. And it's glorious. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm curious, do you, has this Burning Man built on top of the last one or do you sort of start over every year? So I think last year you had. We started so, wow. over. So there was like 200 unique worlds last year. This year, you you say you might have doubled that or something. So that so did the old did the yeah. ones from last year, did they uh, interconnect in any way or they're just sort of uh, you have to go search for them? Yeah, there are some of the worlds from last year, but most of the world builders did a 2.0 on their mm -hmm. worlds. Right. So a prime example is Solar Shrine. Mm. With Antoine Lee and Artsy, wow, they just... Solar Shrine last year was really cool. Solar Shrine this year is like, boom! Absolutely out of the park amazing. Right. So, and a lot of the worlds did that. Burning Saucer also causes world. 2.0, blew it out of the park, and a whole bunch of other stuff, too. Um, there's a lot of worlds that did that. I don't really, I haven't really seen anything just as it was last year. I really haven't seen it. Uh, there there might be those worlds. I also never saw everything from last year. Right. There was just it's too true. much to see. <laughs> but unlike Burning Man, like the... Black Rock City that happens in the desert, which goes away and is a temporary city, 2020 Playa is archived. And the 2021 Playa will be archived. It actually still exists. And over time, I mean, 10 years from now, you're going to be able to like Playa hop, mm. not just portal hop, but hop through time. And the craziness of the metaverse. I mean, think about this. Some of these worlds are going to be, yeah, right. Lindsay's like, <laughs> some of these worlds are going to be connected to multiple years. And when they update a world that's connected to an old playa and a new playa, when you go to that world, no matter where you go from, you get that new version. But sometimes the old versions are going to exist and we're going to have like this crazy interconnectivity. I just, I'm so excited about the future. <laughs> it is pretty wild. And, you know, every year there, I guess, you know, the, the expanse of it is growing and all of that. How do you find the technical aspects? Is it getting heavier? Is it, are you having difficulty keeping up with all the ideas or do you feel like the tech is keeping up with it? I, 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 it, it, it stuttering. <laughs> this is an exercise in an ultimate hackathon. Uh, there is so much that we want to do that the technology isn't there yet. And we push and push and we push it over the edge so that we can do it. Tonight is a great example. Right after this, we're going to open up a portal and take all you guys to a show tonight. It is on what we call the love stage, which was designed by Haggis, Andrew Johnstone, who designed, I don't know, maybe 11 of the men from Burning Man. And then put together and uh, alt-spacified, I should say, by Cause, who gave it all of its beautiful colors. And we're going to do something called uh, uh, Hollow Key, 
which is literally something we made up. And it's remarkable. Um, but it shouldn't really be able to happen in here. <laughs> we, just, we just, you know, through the magic of, of people like Cause and Christy and Nira, who are the magicians of alt space and so many others as well, uh, we're, be able, we're able to do remarkable, remarkable things here. And Burning Man has always been the proving ground for new forms of technology. So bringing the Burning Man community into alt space or into VR in general is just going to push the technology forward fast. Like just Absolutely. And that actually perfectly sort of segues into uh, something else I noticed this year that I thought was really sort of heartwarming and great is that there's a lot of uh, community building. There's a lot of allowing people to be a part of the Burning Man experience so that you've got these screens set up that have pictures uh, from the, set, the previous day in the burn. And it's like a quote from somebody who was experiencing it. So they feel as though they are a part of the artwork or they are a part of the whole thing. Um, can you speak to that, that community aspect a little bit? That's my secret sauce, community. I am not a technologist. I do not have a degree in computer science. And in fact, before a year ago, a year and a half ago, I would have never put on a VR headset. Well, that's not entirely true. I had one on before, but it's just not, it's not my MO. I'm, I'm a community builder. I love hiking and backpacking and being out in nature. I grew up on a ranch in Texas around cows and horses and rabbits, and deer, all very angelic and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I found that I was brought into the project as a community organizer, bring the community together. And I found that in VR, it is very easy for someone to do everything themselves. You can build your own world, learn the tools you sit in front of your computer and you build your own world. At Burning Man, you can't. We create projects that are too big for one person to build. We're building 100 foot tall pieces of art, gigantic octopuses that blow fire, which go to El Pulpo Zone and you can see what I'm talking about. And huge quarter mile long temples, go to the Temple Museum and you can see what I'm talking about. But these things are physical. Personally, and I don't know if this is true, but I believe that the structures at Burning Man actually hold more Guinness Book of World Records mm -hmm. than any structures in any one area. There has been so many, the, the you know biggest structure built without any nails or screws, the longest structure ever built without a foundation, the biggest structure ever built without whatever, the, the um, biggest stringed instrument ever, which by the way is the earth harp. And that's, we're gonna show that to you. And that's gonna be amazing here. Resurrecting the 2011 Temple of Transition show that William Close did with the earth harp. So this is something that happened at Burning Man, and we're going to resurrect that show. Not as it happened, William did a new show to be shown at the Temple of Transition in VRCVR. It's a, a, a little bit to wrap your mind around. Sunday at six, Pacific time. That's all you need to know. Got it. This is so much. So it's just all about community. Yeah. So we have to make a concerted effort, communal effort. 
You have to actually find a way to work together. And so that long list that you showed is the way that we do that. It's the way we build community. You have the person who builds the world and the person who organizes the events and the person who talks to the performers and the person. And now you create this communal way of doing things so that everyone can participate. Absolutely. And of course, that goes uh, also, I guess, for the, the modelers and the builders. You, you've talked a little bit about some of the, the all-stars here, Nira and Kaz and uh, a bunch of, of others. How, do you, how, how big uh, of an organization do you get when you're making a Burning Man? Does VRCVR grow in its organization or is it people who just come in and are a part of it and you, you do workshops to help them learn how to build on the, on the virtual playa? It's both. It's both. We have workshops. We've done training videos. We've done weekly Zoom calls where people can just come on the Zoom and ask us anything. We, we have, um, uh, we did a lot of Zoom calls to help people just get on the platform. Uh, and so um, it's everything. It's all of that. Um, and we also matched people up. Modelers came to us and said, I have these skills. I want to work on a project. And so we would connect people together. My um, favorite success story out of this year was we had a modeler by the name of Wit who said, I want to get involved in a meaningful project. And re like two days earlier, uh, Chris Hainsworth from the Blind Burners Project contacted me and said, I really, he contacted us last year and we couldn't get him over the fish line. He's like, I really want to do it this year. I connected him with wit and they got it over the fi finish line collaborating together and the blind burners, which are a group of sight impaired burners have their art in BRCVR this year. And they designed their structure in a way for you to understand what is necessary in order for a sight impaired person to enjoy VR. Wow. So we as sighted people could have an understanding of how difficult it is for sight impaired people to experience VR. And I'm hoping through the years, accessibility will be something that is uh, improved upon. Definitely with captions, captioning in alt space has helped that greatly. Yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, for the for the hearing impaired, uh, alt space has definitely done um, a great job uh, of creating text uh, speech so that they can people can read it. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Ab um, yeah, that's. We did that. We did that matchmaking. Um, and, and we did training. So it was a little bit of, of everything. And then all the Zoom calls to just, we had, you know, Marshmallow and Cause and all sorts of people joining us on the Zoom, trying to answer questions. And our Discord. The Discord is great. That's community Discord of BRCVR and the community Discord of Altspace. You ask a question and people are happy to answer it and help you out in any way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, and so we're uh, we're going to keep rolling along here. But for uh, we see your questions uh, and others, and uh, don't forget uh, if you guys want a chance to get the NFT that commemorates this event, uh, message uh, Futurosity there in the orange shirt in the middle, and uh, we'll do a draw at the end. So now we get to get into the fun stuff that all of these incredible community members and builders have done. And so I have a few uh, here that just sort of uh, talk about some of some of the most impressive things. One of the things, so this is a mm. temple, but actually the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like this time there was a lot more about weather, right? There was night and day. And when the event started, there was a rainstorm that caused a delay for people getting into Burning Man. So if you want to talk a little bit about how you're recreating the weather experience of Burning Man in virtual reality. I know that that's, I mean, it's intentional. <laughs> We did actually create a, a weather storm. Uh, a lot of these, um, the weather is very much part of the ritual. It's it's difficult to go to Burning Man and it's difficult being at Burning Man and it's difficult getting into BRCVR and it's difficult being in BRCVR. And we have technical glitches. Lindsay has a great saying, which is, we may be glitching but we're still bitching. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Lindsay loves it. So, yeah, I mean, the weather, the dust storms, you know, we have these incredible dust storms that have been created by various different um, uh, modelers. Uh, Nira's is one of my favorites. And the, the, you have to wear goggles and a mask. And we have goggles and a mask now. In fact, I can I can put them on everybody. Should I do that? Yeah, we, we should do that. do that. That seems like a, a hold on the the bell. Oh, there we go. Storm. Need to have your goggles and masks. So it was interesting when COVID hit and we were all told to put on masks. The burners were like, "Oh yeah, let me just get that out of my stuff. Blinky mask and oh my god. Oh, do you hear?" You guys all hear that? <laughs> it's a dust. See, that's a knowing sound. They put on their mask. This is all part of the ritual of Burning Man. And one of my favorite moments at Burning Man is the dust storms. Because what it causes you to do is find a safe haven. You go find a piece of art to, to get in or an art car or, you know, somebody welcomes you into their tent because you have to get out of the dust. Oh, I see it coming. Everybody else. Ah. You want to see this happen, though. Um, so you when you're forced to go to a location and stay there, meet people who have wonderful conversations. Once got trapped in a circus tent, five hours waiting for a dust storm to go by. And I met amazing. Um, did I miss anything, Athena? Okay, we're back. <laughs> I was just talking about how weather is part of the ritual. Ah, nice, yeah. Yeah, I got I got swept into the dust storm so hard I went to Oz and you know came back. I found the wizard, yes. followed the yellow brick road, and here I am back again. Uh, we were talking about technical difficulties, and so we're putting a heavy load on this. And 
Uh, that's what happens, unfortunately. But that was cool. You know, the dust storm uh, was incredible. And I, I don't know if we're going to be able to show some of the other incredible MREs we've got here. I'm afraid we'll, we'll smash uh, <laughs> the world. But um, we'll have to see. Maybe Nira will know if it's, if it's too risky or not. I think it's safer that we don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too bad because it, we're we're going through yeah yeah we're going through growing pains right now on the platform. They're trying to push forward this update, yep. and I bet you it has something to do with Oculus rendering and mm, yeah yeah. So it's so. too bad because we've got like incredible uh, you know uh, fairy wings and we've got the wings, flying carrots oh and we've God, got yes, beach balls that fall from the sky. I mean the most incredible uh, physics bending thing seen it is too bad we'll have to do it another time oh hi there <laughs> how did you do that all good is by <laughs> all good was right up right up in it all good <laughs> all right so then let's keep rolling along um because i've still got uh still got some things to go through here so actually we were talking about interaction here i love you you have this painting uh thing you can go in and the thing that i also liked about this is that when you enter it it looks like it's three walls but then you turn around when you're inside it and it's actually four walls. So you sort of are bending the physics of the real world um, with some of these MREs and some of these events. Um, how does that stuff come about? I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I can't. That's that's the wizardry that, that I uh, I marveled at. I'm I'm baffled as much as you are. <laughs> Uh, we have domes that do that as well, where you, you spawn inside of a dome and then you walk outside the dome and you can see the whole thing. But when you go in, you're immersed in it, but sort of in that same vein where you, you say, oh, look at this coloring book. I'm going to go over there. And then you go in there and you're coloring and you're doing yourself and you turn around and you're like, it closed in behind me. I don't know which panel is the way yeah. out. And uh, I've definitely gotten stuck inside the coloring book, which is an interesting thing to think about. Being stuck inside of a coloring <laughs> That's book. That's true. Uh, people use coloring books these days for therapy, right? You have color therapy where you, it calms you and relaxes your mind. So there you go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You're immersed. And it definitely does. I've, I've definitely spent a fair amount of time just sitting there. I'm going to color this thing and I'm going to do this stripe and then I'm going to change the color wheel and I'm going to do this next one. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun and it is very calming. Absolutely. People use uh, VR uh, for forms of therapy. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, moving right along here. You guys have some incredible, incredible temples in uh, in uh, BRC of VR. So I showed Galaxia before with the weather, and I think that this one is the Temple of Rill, uh, or it could be the Lotus, the Luminous Lotus. I'm not sure, but there. No, this is the Temple of Renewal, and this is by um, Alan Chow from Evolve VR. This is actually a VR only temple. This isn't one of the temples that was built physically on, um, on in the Black Rock City, but this is one that Alan envisioned and brought to life. And I would love to see this built someday. I would love to see this physically built and burned. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Alan, by the way, is also designing the fireworks and the, uh, the burn effects tomorrow night's digital burn, which will, we're going to live stream the physical burn because they always burn a man so there'll be a live stream of that and then when that is done around 9 30 ish uh and it's always pacific time because that's the time at the black rock desert and we're going to start our digital burn 
And the digital burn will happen every hour on the hour so that everyone in every time zone can see it at nine o'clock, which is when the man normally burns in their time zone. If you're on the other side of the planet from Pacific time zone, you will be able to see the digital burn and come together as a community. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I guess it's like the physics is is defied, the the time is malleable, everything becomes a new tool uh, for storytelling and for community building in, in VR. It's it's really really amazing. And I you know this this doesn't do it justice. I, I anyone who's listening or or watching, you've got to go check out these temples. You've got over I don't know a dozen of them, and they're massive. And it's like stepping inside a mandala or something like that. You look up, and there's these uh, incredible sort of spiritual shapes, and it's it's really moving and it's really incredible. And I can't do them all justice. I could do a whole show on just the temples, and <laughs> you know. Um, the temples are some of my favorite structures ever built on Playa. So all 20 temples from 2000 to 2020, that, or, or 2019, the physical ones that were built, are all present. Also, the 2020 Empyrean Temple is also present. And then we have uh, a Lotus Temple, uh, which is interesting that Alan also picked a similar design. And I like his design better. Um, of the, the Luminous Lotus Temple is the new design for 2021. Yeah, very, very, very cool. Um, okay, so really quickly, the um, uh, Museum of Man, I thought this was very interesting. And I was wondering if this is what tied in with, I know Doug, uh, when he was up here, he was talking about how he had done a journal of some kind uh, for the virtual or Burning Man, I guess. And so the Museum of Man, you go back and you see all of the Burning Mans in the past and you see the uh, amount of people that went to those events. So it seems like you're building out not only... Uh, new Burning Man, but historical artifacts of past Burning Man, and it becomes this incredible thing. Uh, of which all of this was built on. And that's why we felt it was important to have the Museum of the Man and to have the Temple Museum, so that we can always remember the foundation uh, that this community was built on. And you watch the progression of the engineering of each one of the men, you sort of get this understanding of like, oh yeah, VR is the perfect progression. 2019, the theme of Burning Man was metamorphosis. And it was a, it was a, it was a man in a cocoon. And it, it, it very much was that beginning of crystallis of the community coming out of the crystallis and sprouting wings literally near its wings and flying so 2019 was metamorphosis 2020 was multiverse it could not have been a more perfect theme for going into vr this year's theme is the great unknown because the future of the Burning Man community is truly the great unknown. And Larry Harvey once said, Larry Harvey's the one of the founders of Burning Man and the sort of a brainchild of it. He said, the future of Burning Man rests within its regionals. And what he meant was that the future of Burning Man rests in its community, in its outreach. It's not about inner organization and what we, side is necessary uh, for the for the community to experience it's about the community doing it and that's why in 2004 he gave us the principles the 10 principles and you know they're really good if they weren't we wouldn't have accepted them 
it was easy for us to all get behind them and be like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Makes sense for us to be like this. So, hope that answers your question. Absolutely. I love it. I can wax on poetically about anything. Absolutely. And I, I wish we had uh, uh, twice as much time here, but we, of course, have a lot to cover. We have to get to this event. I've got one more slide after this one. So, uh, I, I just, uh, okay. there's two. Ooh, cosmic inflation. That's right. So, tell us a little bit about cosmic inflation because it's really, really cool. And um, again, this is a super cool world. This is one of the rare worlds that existed in 2020 and 2021 exactly the same. Nothing changed from cosmic inflation. It was perfect in its complete completion the first year. Uh, this was designed by Gateway or Steve Teats. And it's it just uh, ineffable. It's really amazing. And you can go there and watch the man explode every five minutes. You can get lost. This is another one of these worlds where you go into a dome and it closes behind you and you don't know which way is the door. And you sort of get lost in the mesmerizing visuals that's in there. Uh, and there are all these different corridors and each corridor has a different soundscape and has a different experience. And it's very much in and of itself like you would experience Burning Man, where every little space you go into gives you a different experience. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. last one here, another one that I absolutely love oh, yes. is the EcoZone. I love this. Yeah. Yes. So what's the EcoZone about? This is, we had EcoZone last year. This is EcoZone 2.0. And this is Christy. Christy does amazing work. She designed the EcoZone. I love going into the planet. It is super trippy in there, and I could spend a lot of time just like sitting and meditating inside that planet. But all of EcoZone is a way for us in VR to notice and take note of our physical world. It's a it's a it's a virtual representation of a connection that we have to the physical plane. That is EcoZone. It's our ecology, it's our planet, it's our physicalness in VR. Yeah, Christy, thank you. She's right up here. Everyone give Christy some uh, some love here, some emoji love. Uh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that I didn't even know that she would be in the ice. I didn't know that she was involved in that. So that's uh, really, really cool. Um, okay, so... Um, and the eco zone, I should point out, is... Um, I, I don't know how many, I think it's like six or seven different uh, artists who submitted work to uh, be put into the EcoZone. So all the zone worlds and all the portals to the zone worlds are right at the spawn point on the main playa. All of these zone worlds, EcoZone, El Pulpo Zone, Mayan Warrior Zone, Esplanade Zone, they all have two, three, four, five, or six different art projects that were submitted by the community and we put them into zones. Sometimes they would give us a model that was uh, just too big for the main playa. We really can't have more than like 4,000 polys and we would get 40,000 polys. But we could put them in a zone and that's where the zones came from. The zones also pay homage to the Cacophony Society who was really the beginning of Burning Man was that partnership with the Cacophony Society and they would go on zone trips. They would say, they would draw a line in the sand and they would say, every, when you step across this line, everything on the other side is the great unknown. 
And when you step across that line, you're going into a zone trip. We have these zones for you, and they are truly the great unknown. And what you're going to experience, no one can tell you because your experience is unique to you. Awesome. Yeah, speaking of experience, so you touched on it a little bit, but we're at the end of our uh, time here. And so uh, we're, we're looking to the future. You get out your crystal ball, and where do you think this is headed? And how do you think this is going to integrate with the, the real Burning Man, if, if it will, or if it's going to be its own standalone thing? Super exciting. This is going to keep going. The cat's out of the bag. There's no putting it back. I don't know how we got the cat in there in mm -hmm. the first place. I don't even know where that saying came from. Uh, hybrid events. That is the future. I truly believe that that's what we're going to do. Marshmallow did a little bit of it this year. So there's, there's different um, platforms that are part of the virtual burn week. And one of them is Sparkleverse. And, Marsh, and that's like a Zoom rooms. And it's, it's fun. And he was able to bring that Sparkleverse experience into Altspace so that the people on the Zoom call could communicate with the avatars. And, and so that was like a little bit of the beginning of it. Um, what you're going to see after tonight, the hollow key, is also a little bit of the beginning of it. What I would like to see is the physical event happen and the virtual event happen, and we as avatars can communicate and be with people that are physically on playa and vice versa, that you can hit a button in VR and make flame effects go off on the physical playa, that somebody on the physical playa can hit a button and make flame effects go off in here, that you can talk to them, that you can have conversations, that we can all be together. Because that event and all events will always be limited by location-based audience size. and We do not have that limit. We're limited on server size, and we happen to be on really robust servers. Thank you, Microsoft. Mm -hmm. So we don't have that limit. So in order for us to all be together, we need to hybridize events and figure out how to get the physical and the virtual together. That, you know, that's that augmented reality bridge. And that's what's so exciting about XR, and I'm thrilled to see where this goes in the future. Uh, and I'm sure we all are here. And that seems like a perfect place to 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 wrap it up. Um, so before we go, uh, you know, as we said at the beginning, Athena, we know you have a lot of universes and dimensions to inhabit, and we're honored to have you here. So to commemorate this event, we have a one-of-a-kind NFT waiting for you, minted on the Ethereum blockchain for all time. Uh, and this is what it looks like. So we will get that to you after the event, and we will organize uh, getting your NFT to you. And in the spirit of Burning Man, of course, we are gifting it uh, in, in the hopes that uh, it will give you some kind of uh, little pleasure. Um, and so, of course, we also have a NFT that we have uh, want to give to our wonderful audience here as well. We can't give it to everyone. Everyone, unfortunately, those darn gas fees, Ethereum, get it together. Um, but if anyone uh, is Futurosity here, or is he? Uh, is he? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's over there, over by the step and repeat. By the way, the incognito mode was something we begged Altspace for right after Burning Man last year. We're like, we're trying to work and make things happen, and everybody's coming to say hi, and we love saying hi to you. But sometimes we just need to be invisible and work so that this amazing experience can happen because there's an incredible team of people I don't oh i bet you they're all in the other instance if they are 
you know, the team, BRCBR team that's laying portals and putting out art and making sure everyone's represented and putting together that giant poster of, um, of uh, events putting out all the event portals every day and setting up cameras and screens and just trying to do everything they can so that people know that if you click on the menu and you click on festivals and you click on info and then you click on events and then you click on, you, you, you understand where I'm going with this. Everything is there. Everything is there, but it's better that it's out on the playa for you to find it. Um, in the digital dust. Um, so kudos if you see those hardworking people, um, Sarah, Ender, Andrew, Callisti, um, uh, Alicia T and Alicia St. Rose and oh my God, Waterwheel and Paul and our massive modeler team. And uh, I know I'm forgetting people. I, I, you know, when you, when you do award ceremony, you're supposed to write it down so you don't forget any <laughs> of the names. Oh my God, and Doug. None of this would be possible without our fearless leader, Doug, who tirelessly sits at his computer hours and hours and hours at end and, and puts everyone's menagerie of complication together into uh, what we have out on the playa and what we have in our zones. Cool. So, thank Absolutely. You. And where could um, people get in touch with you to, to maybe be involved next year or, uh, or even throughout the year? Yes. So brcvr.org is the website that you can go to for all the information. And if you go to brcvr.org slash participate or just click the participate button, you can fill out a form to be a world builder, to submit a world. Um, although right now we're not at any more worlds. This is uh, a complete 2021, um, but we'll be adding to them when we do 2022. Um, but if you want to volunteer, we're always looking for greeters. We're always looking for helpers. We're always looking for teachers. Uh, it, maybe you have a way that you want to help that we haven't thought of yet. Maybe you're into data systems and you really like, hey, I am into data systems and I want to help you build a database. Um, yes, I'll contact us because we need that help. Uh, just participate and click on it, fill out the form, and we will be in contact. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Well, we got another world to get to, but before we go to the other world, we have one other thing. We all got to jump over to the step and repeat here. We got a platform so that people go on multi layers. Uh, we have to draw the. We NFT. have to draw the NFT. Did Futurosity? Did, did you get the one number? to three? One out of three. It looks like it's going to be a lucky draw today because only it's a thirty percent chance. You get to do it. And drum roll for Athena's number one out of three. Which one? <laughs> I choose number three. Number All right. Looking at the list, I have a Christy. Christy wins the NFT. Excellent. Christy wins. Keep it in the family. Awesome. Well, you deserve it for the eco zone. Yay. Consider this a instant in karma. Family. Instant karma for the eco zone. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, cool. Well, uh, let me just uh, finish out here by saying uh, thank you for teleporting in to this WorldCast of Simulation Nation. 
whether you're with us in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching at Glorious Technicolor on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at The Simulation Nation, where we'll have these slides, Twitter at Simulation VR, Facebook and Discord, and join us next time for our interview with educators in VR. Until then, stay plugged. And as for now, let's get a picture with Athena uh, over with at the step repeat, and then we will go to the world. Well, hopefully you're not too late. Hopefully yeah. we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Emoji, emoji love, emoji love. Give the hearts. Emoji. Heart emoji. Emojis. Very cool, very cool.